Hey guys, what's up? My name's Ines. I write kissing books and today I'm having a breakdown because this chick named Ada keeps telling me what to do. She's kind of persuasive. Want to break it down? If you're like me, you just finished writing thousands and thousands of words in your manuscript and told an emotional love story with kissing. But wait, you're not done. Now you have to write a couple hundred words to sell that story. It's the book blurb. And why is it so hard to do? Well, it doesn't have to be. I know the secret formula advertisers use to craft public service announcements and commercials. It's called ADA. Attention, interest, desire, and action. Let's break down how it goes. The purpose of advertisement is to persuade, and there's a system for persuasion. Essentially, four steps of persuasion can be applied to virtually every television show, radio commercial, or public service announcement. Or you can use it to sell your book and get a new reader on board. The first step in ADA is to get the audience's attention. This can be accomplished by many means, including humor, a startling statement or visual, a rhetorical question, a vivid description, a novel situation, or suspenseful conflict. Even things such as sounds like pings and chords and special effects, those attract attention. You see how commercials often use a popular song to kind of make you stop and listen and then turn and face the television and look? My advice, put the trope up top. Readers have so many choices on the e-retailers and in the bookstores, and they often know exactly what it is that they want. And what they want is typically their favorite subgenre or trope. Second, after you get the audience's attention, you need to hold their eye for interest. One effective technique in television is constructing the mini drama. This is establishing a conflict that keeps the audience viewing or listening for the climax or resolution. Things like anecdotes, testimonials, even statistics, or exciting visuals and sound are amongst the devices that can be used to hold interest. My opinion is that this is when you introduce the hero and or the heroine and you give us that empathy hit. Why should we care about these people? This can be done with an adjective or descriptors like she is an ugly duckling, or he is the new alpha of the pack. Then you wanna work in their GMC. Remember, that stands for goal, motivation, conflict. What is their goal? What do they want? And what stands in their way? Now for me in my blurbs, I like to do this separately and list out the goal, the GMC for the heroine, the GMC for the hero. So that ugly duckling heroine might want to convince the new alpha to finally see her as a grown-up she-wolf but she's his best friend's baby sister. That's a conflict. Meanwhile, that alpha may need to mate a she-wolf from a rival pack to keep the peace, but he just realized his best friend's baby sister is his fated mate. That's a conflict. The next step in Ada is the big D energy. And by that, I mean arouse the desire of the consumer. To do this, you must first understand how the target consumers think, behave, and make decisions. And then that's when you play on their desire and you give them a reason to buy. As authors, our target audience are readers, but I need you to drill down deeper. 
For example, with me, my target audience is romance readers, specifically women who are mostly in their 50s and 60s. I know this because of demographics that I get from Facebook ads, from my newsletter traffic, as well as my website traffic. After you drill deeper, circle back around to your subgenre and the tropes. My example is not just romance, it's the subgenre of paranormal romance. I can go even deeper and say it's the sub-subgenre of shifter romance with werewolves. It's also the trope of faded mates, of ugly duckling, and maybe even Cinderella. There are timeless struggles and stakes that go with these genres, subgenres, and tropes. In paranormal romance, the magical beings, they often struggle to stay hidden from the human world or else they risk exposure, where the stakes could be the end of their way of life. In the faded mates trope, the couple will struggle to stay together as outside forces try to pull them apart. If their love doesn't last, then it's a spiritual death that's at stake. In a brother's best friend trope, the friend who's falling in love struggles against their emotions because it's the friendship that's at stake. This GMC, the struggles and the stakes, these all play on the audience's desires. I would signal as many of these points to the reader as possible in a blurb because these are the reasons that they would one click if this type of story was their catnip. The fourth step in Ada is A, for action. You wanna motivate the consumer toward action by telling them what to do next. We so often forget the call to action. Be sure to write this at the end of your blurb for them to go and grab a copy or pre-order or fall in love with this book. Make sure that the last thing that they read is you telling them what to do next, which is to buy the book. So in the spirit of action, Want a more in-depth exploration of pacing? Try out my course, Patient of Pacing, How to Write a Binge-Worthy Novel in 21 Days at anestwrites.com forward slash PTP for Patient of Pacing. You can also read more breakdowns and chat with other authors on my free Substack, which is at ines.substack.com. In the meantime, you guys, you know what to do. You go and you get them words. And me, I'll try to keep it together until the next time that we break it down. I'll see you then. Bye.